0: Welcome to Sessions by Monster Chats. Sessions is a new kind of show for us where we ditch the script and instead dig into the real stories behind the people in our professional lives. How do we all come together in this world of entrepreneurship, sales, and unified communications? One session at a time. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Sonny Patel of InsureMe which is a AI-based virtual assistant for insurance carriers called Violet. We're going to dig into his story and learn about the startup days of InsureMe and what they're doing today. Sonny, hey, welcome to Monster Chats. How are you doing?
1: Good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for hopping on here. I'm really interested to find out what you guys are doing. It sounds like it's very disruptive in your space and uh, just learn about your story and, and where InsureMe started. And- Kind of where you guys are today and and where you're going. So, let's jump right in and just tell me your story. Where'd you grow up, and uh, how did you you know start your this company?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, grew up. Well, I've lived in all uh, different places around the world, but um, primarily, like early days, were in L.A. So, Orange County, California, um, and then when I was uh, 14 years old, moved to Zambia for two years. So I did high school there. 10th and 11th grade, um, so in Southern Africa, and uh, because I have family that lives out there and my, uh, like essentially my mom's side of the family, so went out there for like a different experience. Uh, It was a great time and then moved back to the U.S. in, um, after I graduated and uh, lived in St. Louis for a year and then Phoenix the past eight years, coming up to eight years now, so kind of all over the place.
0: (laughs) Wow, so what was moving you know, out of the country, like, and tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was great. I had a blast, you know, compared to like, probably the time I would have had just being, uh here in the U.S., but it was very interesting. It's a different life altogether out in Africa. Um, gives you a different perspective on on life and the world. I think that was like the most impactful thing that I took from those two years and also since I was born, like we've been going back there like once a year, um, because of my family. So, um, it, you know, living there was great. It gives you like, again, a, a broader, I think just scope of the world and like what you think is possible. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just took that. And even like, even today, I travel quite a bit or not like right now in the COVID-19 world, but before, um, yeah. always just on the go flying around and, um, just now and like lifelong traveler.
0: So what are what are some of the biggest like learning lessons or like you know perspectives that you you know learned from from living there?
1: Um it, it just gives you like a, it's hard to put into words, but it just gives you like a, a different perspective of like your your problems, you know what I mean? Like mm. every time you think like, oh my God, why any challenge that comes up now doesn't, like, I am able to mentally just blow past it because I know that um, it isn't so bad compared to other situations, you know what I mean? It gives you that uh, perspective. And also it, like, I think my ability to relate with different types of people is because of, you know, the fact that I lived there and went to the international school that had, like, kids from Europe, Asia, Africa, America. So um, those are kind of like the, I'd say like the most impactful things.
0: Okay. So tell us, you know, how was it like transitioning back into living back in the U S and was there any challenges around that for you? Uh, I mean, not really
1: any challenges. Like I used like everything I learned there to my advantage, I think. So it was, I felt like I came back with a, uh, leg up if you will. But, um, the transition was, was good. Like my parents, uh, were still living here. So kind of came back and, uh, went to ASU for college and got my degree in entrepreneurship. So that's kind of where, um, the insure me story kind of began was, uh, in my dorm room, uh, junior, or like, I guess, senior, uh, dorm room at ASU is where the advent adventure big, uh, I think
0: some of the best companies are born in dorm rooms, right? Or garages, apparently. Or garages, Some, yeah.
1: Someplace yeah. like really messy, I guess. But um, my first yeah, company it, uh, started
0: in my living room with my wife in our one bedroom yeah. apartment. So um, the way it's done though, you know? Like,
1: yeah. That's uh, the, the hustle and like humble beginnings as well.
0: Right, right. So, but tell me a little bit more about that time because you're going to college, you were working, and you saw an opportunity, and that's. How you started insure right?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's like freshman year. Started working at an insurance agency just down the road from ASU. Um, did a whole variety of things at that agency. So like got a, a good in-depth view of how the agency model operated, um, and kind of saw that it was just very outdated, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it wasn't just like the agency that I was working at, but just a gen like a broader problem in the insurance industry everything was being done like primarily through people, right? So if you wanted to sell a policy or buy a policy, you had to go through uh, a person. If you wanted to file a claim, you had to call a call center and then somebody would pick up the phone. Um, So it was was like a lot of human capital in that overall like uh, business model. And I saw that that was, you know, in a digital world that needed to be reimagined. So I started to think about like, okay, well, how can we like sell a policy? Policy without um, a human being, right? So that's kind of where the conversational AI chatbot idea started, um, and then since then, it's kind of grown into a whole variety of different use cases. So like, oh, can we use, you know, Violet for claims processing or Violet for customer service, um, or even some back end automation? Uh, so talk to me.
0: That- yeah. So talk to me about the first piece, right? Like buying a policy, right? Because how complex is buying a policy? Like how many different variables are there in questions and scenarios of like getting the right policy for that particular person?
1: Yeah, so it would it would depend on the policy, right? So there is, um, there's there's transactional policies, right? This can, That's like your um, car insurance or like term life insurance. So that's fairly easy to do, like a needs analysis, an accurate needs analysis and then give a customer a quote and then get them the policy. So that's where we see like a lot of, automation, uh, tools like pilot coming into play and then having the actual agents and brokers or the human beings focus more on the more complex policies. Right. So that's like your investments, um, investment products or permanent life insurance products that have a lot of different moving parts. Um, that I see like, you know, human beings focusing on more in the future, because that's where we can get the most value out of people and then using like AI and automation for more of the trivial uh, tasks.
0: What's, one of, what's an example of like one of the most complex things that Violet can do? Uh,
1: like, for example, it would be on the service side of things. So like actually make a change to someone's policy because she can integrate through APIs with the carrier's policy admin system. So if you're like, oh, well, I just moved, you know, to whatever this new address is, Um, she can actually connect in and make that change without any human intervention. Whereas traditionally, you have to go print out a form, send it in, or go manually, you know, update it. Um, And so that I would say that's like one of the more complex, but also on the claim side. So really just like walking and asking, uh, walking the customer through that claim and asking the relevant questions, collecting, she has photo and video upload capability as well. So you can like, if you got into a car accident, submit the pictures for that uh like the damage um again without having to go through a different portal and uh, a very you know fragmented process
0: mm, okay and and is and these um is there certain things that are like more restricted that have to be done with the actual person that she can't do
1: yeah i mean there's gonna be like there's some legal um hurdles that we still have to get around. Right. So, um, that cannot be automated by like a chat bot essentially. Um, and then there's things that I think carriers or insurance companies are still not ready to trust a chatbot to fully do the whole thing. Right. So
0: yeah.
1: we're bullish on that right in the future, but there's still going to be like, uh, you know, uh, and a claims adjuster still reviewing if, if she made or collected all the right data and then mm-hmm. actually, you know, Uh, placing that claim. So I think that's a part where we still have to build trust with the market to show that this type of technology does work accurately. Then I think, um, yeah, I think then the adoption of it overall will become much higher.
0: Okay. And so tell me, um, like, what are some of the biggest success stories of uh, of Violet?
1: Yeah, so we have done, uh, we've worked with enterprise. So there's like I can't really name the customer, and unfortunately, but um, they essentially we've piloted Violet for um, sales and we've been able to generate, essentially prove out that customers that for this company they never did direct-to-consumer, um, we were able to get customers off of Facebook and, and their website and actually have Violet walk them through the whole sales process and actually submit a full-blown application without any human intervention. So... That it, like, essentially does reduce the overall customer acquisition costs because there's no like agent involved and no um, need for that company to pay a commission. Um, and also just kind of unlocked a whole new world of possibilities for these companies to like, acquire users on digital. So um, that's kind of the success that we've had with the solution so far that I can like, kind of d- disclose. That's a challenge with enterprise at you all. Know?
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, All right, so, and you guys have been around for about four years now, a little over four years? Uh,
1: Coming up, yeah, a little over four years, I think four years and one month, but um, we initially, like the first year of it was just, we were a different model altogether. Um, We were a comparison site for life insurance, so just trying to prove out like, oh, will somebody even buy a policy through a chatbot? And we kind of proved that through that model, but then we saw that um, the, you know, there was a whole green field available if we were to go kind of license out the core technology to existing insurance companies instead of trying to like compete against them mm. um, in a marketplace play.
0: And have you guys raised any money on this journey or?
1: Yeah, so total outside capital is, uh, we've raised 1.1 $1. $1 million of outside capital um, and then just funded the company through that plus uh, our revenue.
0: Got it. Okay. And all right. So tell me like what's in, what's, uh, what's in plan, you know, what are the plans for you guys? Like what's next? Uh,
1: so we're going to be making Violet available to agencies, right? So kind of going downstream now. So not just trying to target enterprise only, mm-hmm. uh, in the COVID like 19 era, it's kind of, uh, difficult to like get these bigger projects off the ground with these bigger insurance companies. So, We're seeing that we can, if we kind of move downstream and essentially give the same very valuable piece of technology to agency owners, then she can do wonders for them as well. While we wait for kind of the world to get back to how it was and then, um, work these more bigger, more complex enterprise deals.
0: Mm, Okay. Wow. That sounds exciting.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's, especially when you're trying to like build a startup and you, you, we like kind of found that product market fit, but then COVID essentially displaced that, right? In 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 mostly every company got kind of um messed messed up in how they approach their product market fit. So mm. we've had to kind of reimagine like who's that low hanging fruit, right, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so that's like, yeah, it just makes it a startup journey even more uh challenging. But it's it's, what it's to be saying.
0: expected though. That's what it's all about. Right? <laughs> I mean, so, you yeah. never know what, uh, what's going to happen. So you got to be flexible, uh, especially yeah. as a startup, you know, and and be able to make those sort of changes quickly. Um, but it yeah. sounds like you guys are. So that's, that's good to hear. Before I let you go tell people where they can find you, where they can find out more about Violet and where did the name Violet come from?
1: Yeah. So we did a, like a bunch of naming exercises and, um, a lot of the other like more common names were already taken by other like digital assistants or software you know pieces of software um but violet was not and it also matched like our company colors cuz we're like branded purple and violet themed um and it was a name that nobody that we asked like there was only like one person that said oh i know a violet nobody knew a Vi- like a violet in real life mm. so with the other names they're like one guy was like oh yeah like um you know i, I forgot the name that he mentioned but he was like oh yeah i knew this um i think it was like sophia um but she's like a total bitch like they they <laughs> correlated an emotion to the oh, name yeah. the other yeah. name
0: right? it's common too like when people are naming their kids you know it's like they won't name a certain name because they know somebody and they have some sort of negative association right. with that name, which is yeah. a little silly, but I found myself even doing that when I have three kids. So my wife and I were picking names and it was like, no, I don't know anybody by that name. Oh, I do. And wasn't a big fan of that person. So exactly. that one <laughs> it
1: was more like personal bias came into play. And um, but then like Violet was just something that was so unique and just fit you know what i mean yeah um and it we just ran with that so we we took that that name and uh uh and it's worked even from like a branding standpoint so now like before we were like conversational ai for enterprise and now it's just violet by insure and customers will say oh can violet do this can she do that so it's much more easier to like even yeah understand what the product is
0: they talk about violet violet as if she's like their best friend
1: yeah. And then, so even our new like company advertisements are going to be hilarious. Like we're, uh, trying to build in humor into the brand as well. So trying to go off of like that emotional connection that we're trying yeah. to have the market or just people in general build with Violet, the persona of the chatbot.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it works. So Sonny, tell people where they can find you online, where they can find out more about Violet.
1: Yeah, so uh, insureme.com is uh, our website, and it's spelled i-n-s-u-r-m-i.com. Don't ask why; like that was just a, it was a dorm room mistake. You know, I found that domain and like, it's just stuck. Um, but insureme.com, and then I'm on LinkedIn, uh, sunnypatel Patel '94, as well as on Instagram at Sunny Patel '94. So those are kind of the two social media platforms I use.
0: Awesome, thank you, Sonny. We're just gonna tell you real quick what we do here at Monster VoIP. We started Monster VoIP, frankly, because we were sick and tired of getting gouged on our business phone bills and getting dropped calls all of the time. Today, we serve over 6,000 customers. We're passionate about saving businesses money and giving them the features they need in a modern tech stack. You can text info to 424-378-6966 to learn more. Sonny, thanks so much for coming on Monster Chats today. Welcome to the community, really appreciate that. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, and we're listening for your feedback. The show is all about you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sessions by Monster Chats presented to you by Monster VoIP. Monster VoIP started frankly because we were sick and tired of getting gouged on our business phone bill and getting dropped calls all of the time. Today Monster VoIP serves over 6,000 customers and is passionate about saving businesses money and giving them the features that they need in a modern tech stack for today's companies. Text TRIAL to 424-378-6966 to get your free trial of Monster Boy.